You are tuning in to the weekly yoga pose breakdown. Welcome to Yoga Podcast by Breezy Bree. Find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for a link to my website. Did you know we have already published hundreds of the most popular yoga pose breakdowns? Check them out as you can find how to advance and enhance your personal practice on and off of the mat. As we delve deeper into our weekly yoga pose breakdowns, we'll start to venture into my most favorite postures, how I cluster them together, and how we could take our practice to the next level. I'll meet you on the mat. Don't forget to tune back in to the weekly free audio yoga classes that are published on the yoga podcast. Thank you for listening. Namaste. Hey there, everyone. Welcome. I am excited about this episode today. Now, as a disclaimer, before we talk about the importance of balancing on one foot, I just want to remind you all, you are in a special ecosystem. And what do I mean by that? Well, think about it this way. If I was talking to a group of swimmers and everyone in this group had some variation of interest in swimming from being able to swim since they were born to just learning how to swim and you were comparing yourself to the one who's been swimming since birth, the one who's been swimming for the last year, the one who swims seven days a week, the one who swims once a month, and you were trying to figure out where you fit in, you would be literally describing what happens in yoga all of the time. We are talking about people who come to a yoga practice and they're so concerned about not being able to be flexible or not being able to stand on one foot. And truth is, is that you're comparing yourself to a variety of different people who all do the exact same thing. So if you walked into your local hospital right now and you asked the majority of people, doctors, nurses, patients to stop and touch their toes or to stop and stand on one foot, I can guarantee you that 90% of the population would not be able to do either. So when you're comparing yourself to the 10% of the population that you will find in a yoga studio, then you are literally in a special ecosystem, okay? So please remember that anytime you're comparing yourself to other people in general. Ask yourself, okay, am I the smartest person in the room? And then you have to ask yourself, who's in the room? (laughs) I frequently do this. And when I'm in a room full of, I don't know, two to five-year-olds, I feel right at my level. And then when I get in a room full of, let's say, I don't know, seven-year-olds, I start to wonder about myself because they are so inquisitive and they're so open to learn and they are so new to everything and they're so interested and they can learn many things at the same time, multitasking. Yet here I am still trying to figure out how to record 
this episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? So let's continue. Let's talk about the concept of balancing. So as I mentioned, you're in a special ecosystem where 90% of the human population really cannot balance on one foot for longer than a few seconds. Now, it is really important to begin to train your body to balance on one foot because not only does it train the body for better alignment, we start to really encourage the strengthening of the spine, the strengthening of the hips, the shoulders, your posture begins to improve all of that from balancing on one foot. And why does this matter? You may ask yourself, well, everything that we do matters because we want to live the most healthy life possible. So life isn't about longevity, although that would be great, but it's about quality, right? They say quality over quantity. And I have to tell you that is so true. I represent Lululemon, as you all may know this, and I still have Lululemon yoga pants from several years ago. No joke. And yes, were they expensive? Were they quite the investment? Absolutely. But I have worn the same pants over and over and over and again and they still hold up whereas I have purchased some very cute might I say but very inexpensive pants yoga pants and they have maybe lasted a couple of practices rather they became too baggy or too loose or they started to tear at the seam or whatever the case may be so I want you to think about that life is about quality you want to have the most quality life humanly possible. And one way to do that is to begin to take the steps to encourage yourself to get there. So balancing is definitely that part of having this beautiful, healthy longevity of the spine, the hips, the shoulders, the posture, the body. Also, when we think about asana, when we think about the postures, the movements of the body that we do on the mat, we really find quality in the practice when we find quality in the poses. Now, can we move through postures really quickly? Well, yeah, just go and observe a five-year-old practicing asana. They can move their body through a lot of the postures. They can, they're flexible, they're bendy, they're movie, they're topsy, they're turny, right? They can create a lot of uh, quantity, I should say. But what is the quality of those postures of the movements? Are they engaging their bandhas, their pelvic floor? Are they moving body with breath? Well, I can tell you as a yoga teacher of children, no. In most cases, they are not having that type of awareness. And that is okay. Their body is activating on a different vibration, which is what it's meant to do when their awareness is where it's at. Hence my early example of me versus children. So when you're working with children who can multitask on a huge level and they can bring in as much details and data as humanly possible and they can hold on to a lot of it and be able to grow from that, we on the other end as adults in a yoga practice, we're looking to fine tune the information that we already have. And so I want you to think about balancing on one foot as fine tuning the information your body already has. So what is the best way to do that? Well, it's to begin to train your body through repetition. I like to call it drilling, right? We drill things into our minds. We drill things into our bodies. We create new habits. So 
We want to do that. We want to begin to bring quality onto the yoga mat. So if you're in a yoga practice, even if it's not a very advanced practice, it's a very beginner-based practice, you can bring quality into the most simplistic postures by having these fine attunements that you will only have when you get to appreciate what your body is capable of doing and how to bring that into everything else. Now, when we balance on one foot, we're teaching our spine a very detailed lesson of alignment. And even if you're seated on a yoga mat with your root grounded into the earth, your body is still engaging in that same attunement from a spinal perspective as it would be when you're looking for that balance in a one-legged upright position. So it's really fascinating when you make that connection. Now, as a yoga teacher, I've been able to make that connection because I've had to work with yogis and their bodies and everybody is different, just like snowflakes and fingerprints. And then I've had to decide, well, what does my body do so that I can decide how to correlate that connection back as a teacher? And in doing so, I've learned that you can balance on one foot, yes, which is the obvious way of balancing, but you can also balance on your hands, you can balance on your knees, you can balance on one knee and one hand, you can balance on your tail, you can balance in lots of different ways. And if you practice yoga and you've gone through a series of many different types of postures, you've definitely noticed this, right? In yogi ball, we balance on our toes. In... um. When we're in, uh, what's the posture I'm thinking? Come on, somebody scream it out at the at the microphone. <laughs> when we're thinking about boat pose, we're balancing on our tail. That's what I was thinking, boat pose. When we're balancing in plank, we're on our hands and our toes. When we're in handstand, we're obviously on our hands. When we're just standing in mountain pose, we're balancing on two feet, believe it or not. We're bringing the um, weight of our body into perfect proportional position between two feet. When we're in warrior two, we're balancing between two feet. When we're in warrior one, we're in one foot. When we're in warrior three, um, excuse me, we're in warrior three, we're in one foot. When we're in tree pose, we're in one foot. So you're getting the point, okay? So you're doing a lot of balancing and I'm doing a lot of stumbling with my vocal balancing here. Um, but we are really trying to create that through all the postures. It's not about just balancing on one foot. Although the brain and mind-body connection is so real that when we learn to balance on one foot, mentally, we can learn to balance on the root physically. And then before you know it, it's just like driving a car, just like riding a bike. You're body can take over from there, right? Things become habitual. Things become instinctive. We don't want our instincts, however, from that place of fear and anxiety to take over. We want our instincts from that place of I've done this a million times. I've got this to take over. Notice how the instincts are the same technically, but can be very different depending on where you're coming from with that awareness. Look at your dog or cat, if you have one, or a bird or an animal in the wild. When their instincts are positive, right, when they're hunting or they're playing, their instincts are taking over in a way that's at their highest vibration. But that same animal that is 
afraid and has high anxiety and is nervous. Same instincts are taking over, but at their lowest vibration. So I want you to remember that as we talk about you creating stronger balance in the body. So the first thing you're going to want to do if you have any hesitation about balancing, whether you're balancing on one foot or you're balancing on both hands upside down, is use your props. Use a wall, use a chair, use a counter, use another human. Because just like anything else, you want to train the brain that you're safe, sound, and secure. The brain has no idea that you're using a wall. It just knows you're balancing on one foot and that's what makes you nervous. Or you're balancing on two hands and that's what makes you nervous. It doesn't care that when you go upside down and handstand, your feet are touching the wall and you feel safe. It just knows you're upside down on handstand and you're not as scared. It doesn't really know why you were scared or you weren't scared anyway. So use your props. Secondly, start doing little micro challenges where you hold something for a second and you come out of it for a second. You hold something for a second and you come out of it for a second. Repetition. And then you up the ante. It's called progressive overload, right? You progressively move forward and you create the challenge a little bit more challenging as you go. Think about being a kindergartner. When you're in kindergarten or first grade, you didn't technically, or most of you didn't anyway, start off with algebra. You started off with one plus one equals two. And then you progressively overloaded little by little until you were in calculus or furthermore, right? All right. So I think you get my point. So now let's begin to talk about what you can do tangibly today to begin to enhance and improve your balance. But let's take just a moment for this quick new announcement, yogis. What is up, yogis? I am so excited to announce that not only do I have hundreds of audio yoga classes for you to practice anytime in any place, but you can now begin practicing with me, Breezy Bree. All you have to do is check out today's show notes for a link to my videos. Yep, you heard it here first. So I look forward to meeting you on the mat and beginning to see you face to face. Thank you so much for being with me, yogis. Let's get started. Namaste. Welcome back, yogis. So where we left off, we were just about to discuss what you can add today to your life to improve your balancing skills. Now, I have to let you in on a little secret. You've already done this. You did it all the time as a child. I would bet my money on it. And all you're going to do is reintroduce it back into your life. Your brain will remember it. And voila, before you know it, you'll be able to add this into your everyday asana practice. So we're going to do the tight rope or the tight rope walk. So you can do both or one or the other. So let's talk about what it even is. So I want you to remember when you were a child and you used to pretend that you were on the edge of a cliff or you were on a balance beam or you were literally walking on the edge of a brick wall or the sidewalk 
or a line in the street. I could go on and on. And you started to walk one foot in front of the other. As you pointed the toe behind you, you just brought that foot in front of the other, pointed the toe and lifted it behind you and brought the other foot in front of you. Ballerinas do this. Kids pretending they're ballerinas do this. Kids who didn't know what ballerinas were and were pretending to be gymnasts were doing this. Kids who just wanted to try to balance as they walked from wall to wall or from sidewalk to sidewalk edge or whatever curbside to curbside did this. And now you're going to either do this for real or pretend to do this. So I want you to find a line in your floor or envision one. And I want you to just begin to walk the tightrope. Now, if you're still having trouble identifying what I'm talking about, pretend you're walking the sobriety line. All right, now we're all on the same page. <laughs> so you can either walk one foot, in, one foot in front of the other, tongue twister there, and you can literally walk down a line or you can just stand still and walk one foot and walk one foot and then walk one behind. Now, one of my favorite movies of all time is Dirty Dancing, you guys. Oh my gosh, I might walk, watch that movie. I might walk the tightrope and watch that movie right after this episode because I love it so much. Haven't watched it in a long time, so it might be time for it. Okay, so there's this part in the movie where they are learning to dance and Patrick Swayze, who I cannot remember his name in the movie, he's teaching Baby how to utilize her mind-body connection. Really, that's what he's doing. And he's teaching her balance because he's going to do this huge lift at the end of the movie. You all remember that huge lift. Well, they're going to be practicing over water. And he has this log and he's showing her how to do the tightrope and he does it while also practicing what I like to think of as salsa because I used to be a salsa dancer or I still am hello but he was teaching her how to dance move the hips move the body while walking the tightrope and the only way he could do that was actually by being on a balancing beam so she could learn all of the above which she did and so i want you to think about that and you can actually jazz it up and have a little bit of fun well this is the first and best way to learn balance because your hands are out in airplane you're beginning to sway the body from left to right, right to left. You can add a little bit of mind-body connection because your hips will automatically join in on the fun. Your hips and shoulders will connect. Your arms and feet will connect. Your spine will increase your postural balance. And your eyes will create dristy where you will live in time and space. And bonus points, it will be so much fun that you'll find yourself living at your highest vibration, living in the present. So I I invite you to tightrope walk today. Do it now, yogis. Have a little bit of fun. Get your kids involved if you have any because they do it all the time and they're just going to think you're quite hilarious. And then if you want a little bit of a balance challenge because you do, you can start to plant your front foot and take your back foot into warrior three and then drop it, plant that foot and take the opposite one into warrior three. And before you know it, you might find yourself really balancing. If that's too much too soon, you can use a wall. And if it's still too much too soon, you can take your bottom foot into tree pose and just balance it on the top of your ankle or kicks down your toes. And you can start to incorporate tight rope walk or tight rope position into asana. 
Ha! <sighs> Sounds like so much fun. All right, yogis. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go in peace. <laughs> balance, balance, balance. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.